I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing The doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind And the business got me stressed In the rent room We let that shit up off our chest Never have to guess When you're listening to Hillier He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening Your pen and words Are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the rent room What's up y'all? It's your boy Hilliard Guest and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, Tristan? 2023. 2023. Yeah. <laughs> On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. Chris Derrick is out, but we got a dope show for y'all, so if you guys are grown, let's get into the show. First of all, want to do a special, special shout out to Roadmap Writers out here supporting us. Um... Sponsoring the show. We're going to have a little commercial come up later for y'all. Thank you, Tristan, for connecting that. Hell yeah. We're so happy to be here. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Y'all out there doing big things. That's <laughs> big things. And we love Screenwriters Rent Room. We love you, Hilliard. We <laughs> really indeed, do. Indeed. I do, anyway. Yes, indeed. <laughs> also, we want to shout out the Woohoo Apparel, which is going to, I'll be bringing that up later, too. So, if you guys are grown, here we go. <clears throat> so, today, y'all heard their voice. Tristan. Schuler, Tristan J. Schuler, how you doing? Yes, in the building. Bam, 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 oh, I like bam. how I sound on this. I like how I sound. Don't I sound good? You here? Um, <laughs> yes, it's so good to be here. I'm Tristan J. Schuler. I'm a TV writer. I'm, I'm a, the director of brand management and partnerships over at Roadmap Writers. I'm so happy to be here on Screenwriters Rant Room with another really favorite person I have over here to my left. Who that? Who that? Who that? Um, who that? Angela Harvey, how you doing? Hello. I'm doing <laughs> very well. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> on a Sunday morning, yes, yes. we're ready to go to church today. I think. Yes. Okay. Introduce. Introduce. Won't you introduce our Angela for us? Angela Harvey. I met Angela over at Brave Maker Film Festival. An awesome TV writer, feature writer, screenwriter. Um, works in the horror space along with a lot of new spaces as well. Out there pitching, out there doing the damn thing. What I love mostly about Angela is how educated she is about the industry at she large. She ain't got no education. Um, <laughs> she ain't got no education. <laughs> she knows what she's talking about. Every time Angela opens her mouth, I'm like, oh, okay, I have things to learn about how this works as okay. a business. I Okay, I'm on my way to understanding not just like how to write on the page right. and how to be an artist, but like, oh, okay, these are the entities. This is how things are connected. These are the ways to move about this, not just as an artist, but as a businessman. So like, you inspire me in that way. I don't know if I've ever told you that. No. Um, but every time you open your mouth, because we did a few different panels together at Brave Maker Film Festival, which is over in Redwood City, um, Upstate California is, that, is it considered <laughs> yeah, upstate? Right. Is that, right. the Bay Area? Right. Thank you. I'm still getting to know the geography. I'm from the city next to that. You're from Oakland, East Palo. Alto? From East, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. We're word. Um, okay, word. Because um, I know you have Brooklyn roots too. I do. We have, you're all over the place. Yeah. You, you grew up everywhere. Um, military brat. But yes, we do. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, yep. Yep. That's me. Um, and military people on this day, on this little moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, every time Angela speaks, I'm just so inspired about just oh, okay. There's so much um, nuance to this industry of Hollywood, which is really exciting to jump into, which I'm sure we'll talk about today. That's what's up. Yeah. Right. Well, welcome to yeah. the show, Angela. So good to see you, sis. Thank Angela, you. And can you tell us a little about yourself too? Smiles. Tell us a little. Tell us a little about yourself. Everything I missed about you. Oh. Ooh. 
Um, okay, yeah. that's enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> it's gonna be no, one of them I, days, girl. One of them days. One of that. I came out here um, in 2012 with Teen Wolf, and I didn't even realize what a lightning strike it was because I was assisting a non-writing producer out in Atlanta. We were doing some Tyler Perry movies, and it wasn't everything wasn't shooting in Atlanta then. Right. Oh. Um, <clears throat> They he he finished the Tyler Perry movie and then they wanted to shoot uh, Teen Wolf. There was like I think The Walking Dead, Vampire Diaries, and Fast Five, Fast right. and the Furious Five. Mm-hmm. To date myself a little bit, but um, she, she nineteen, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he got that job and I went over there with him, and um, that was my, actually my first time being on the TV set because I had done all film before that, mm-hmm. and um, I was like, oh. This is where the writing happens. This is where the writing has you know real impact. And um, then in the second season of that show, they wanted to do a, one of those was when they were integrating everything online with the games mm-hmm. and all that. So I none of the writers wanted to do it. Um, it wasn't. Wait, wait. You work. raised your hand. I sure raised my See? hand. Hello, yes. what I'm talking about. Exactly. Yeah, and I just happened. I was standing there. And I was like, I'll do it. <laughs> it was a lot of work. It was a I'm lot sure. of work for not a lot of money. But then I got staffed in season three. Came out here to L.A. Mm-hmm. And you were and in Atlanta before? I was in Atlanta before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And learned all the stuff that I guess I say mm-hmm. on panels now. Casually. Let me just back you up just really quick. And we'll pick back up again with you coming to L.A. on Teen with season three. Where you from, girl? Where you was born at? <laughs> I was born in Fort Monmouth, New Jersey. Okay, okay, there we go. Yes, uh, I was there for not even, I don't even remember it. And then we were in Panama, and then we just bounced around from there. Both of my parents are from St. Louis. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I say I'm from St. Louis. And I did spend most of my school years in St. Louis. So. She was there on the Sundays and stuff. That was it. Come on, she yeah. went to school. <laughs> it was a long day. <laughs> I would. And then Jersey so, to Atlanta. <clears throat> Uh, yeah. Uh, well, Jersey, round, round, run around, around, run around. St. Louis, Atlanta. Um, from Atlanta to Vancouver for a film school. Yeah. Back to Atlanta, where all the Teen Wolf stuff happened. Okay. Were you were you always writing, and how did writing come to you? No, I. I mean, I was in the sense that like I wrote stories when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. Like, I would just rip stories, <clears throat> paper out of my sister's notebook and. Write a little, Her little story. Barbie dolls doing little stories and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole story. But, um, and I loved film and TV, mm-hmm. but I had had a cousin who had majored in drama before, and she was having a hard time around the time that I was getting out of high school. My parents were like, no, 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 not that. <laughs> Anything but that. So I ended up going to marketing and graphic design, and I did that for a couple of years, and I just really, I, I don't love that corporate routine. I can't, mm. it's not my vibe understand so I made a short film and then ended up getting a scholarship to Vancouver Film you directed too I did okay I did and because um, we know you directs I'm directing a short I go black folk we gotta say week. directs <laughs> with directs. an S we directs <laughs> my next short is coming <clears throat> very soon hello um yeah, so I directed that short, ended up going to Vancouver for film school, and then came back to Atlanta, ended up working for that non-writing producer. Because mm. I was on a producing track, mm-hmm. because everybody says, you can't write. You can't break in as a writer. It's yep. too hard. Nobody makes it, yada, yada, yada. And I was listening at that point in time. <laughs> but you can make it as a producer. sure. But you can make it as a producer where you don't get paid until we get into production. Right? <laughs> it makes no sense. Make it make sense. But that's what everyone was saying at the time. 
So. So I have you jumping around from place to place to place. Jobs bringing you all these places. I have a lot of writers at Roadmap who are all over the world, right? And then we're living in a post-COVID right. writing world. Yeah. Um, are you consciously making the choice, or there's a job pulling you there? What do you feel about writers who are all over the place, based on your experience, who has been writing in multiple different um, communities and networks and markets? It's really difficult outside of my life. It's particularly for TV. For features, I feel like you could probably make that work. Yeah. But for TV, I feel like more and more people are going back to in-person rooms. And <clears throat> besides the in-person room of it all, it's really the relationships. Mm-hmm. Like right. you mentioned before we started, Hilliard, about how you got your agent. My friend, my friend who was in the CBS writing program, had all these meetings with all these agents, and she met an agent and was like, that girl would like Angela. And right. that girl connected me to my agent. Oh, mm-hmm. So it's like, it's that's being good. here, mm-hmm. not because that's where the meetings and the jobs are. Right. It's being here because that's where we are. And that's... That's where us three are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's what, you all want to know us three. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah. And shout out to my man, Rich, sitting in with us, brought mm-hmm. us donuts and stuff. Oh, thank What's God. Happening? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Professional credential. Donuts. Donuts. <laughs> donuts are the professional. Um, um, nice. Okay, so it was an agent referral. It was. That's nice. That's very nice. Very yeah. nice. Did you have an agent before you had a manager? I did. Nice. Nice. So you were going out for jobs. Right off well, I was. I got staffed before I came out here. So yeah, that helps. Yeah, that helps a little, a little bit. A little bit. A little A little lot. Yeah, a little lot. <laughs> exactly. Because so I always tell everybody, I always tell everybody this, and you probably do too, that like, when I signed with my big reps, they came after me. And that's when I always tell them, they, they know what is going on. They yeah. all talk, and they're like, who's hot? What's jabbing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. They do. And, and, and especially at the bigger agencies, they usually take over whatever the show is, whoever the showrunner is. Three other writers are from that, that agency. Yeah. And they're like, by the way, showrunner, who else, who is, else is on the show? Yeah. <laughs> and that's how they got me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, exactly. exactly. I also feel like people don't, need reps as much as they feel like they do i think um every job i mean no there's like i think one job that comes straight to my mind that was definitely from my reps yeah everything else i got all my jobs Mm -hmm. they didn't give me one job everything else was from other writers right friends Mm -hmm. i knew even one that i thought the last staffing job that i had i thought <clears throat> came from my managers because the showrunner and I had the same manager. Right. And I get in the showrunner meeting and she's like, oh no. Melinda Shu Taylor gave mm-hmm. me your name and gave me your script mm-hmm. and she said I should talk Shout to out you. to Melinda. I love Melinda. Shout she's out like, to yeah. Melinda. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. That's <laughs> that, and see, that's exactly the way it happens too is, like I said, they, they really and truly come looking for you and a lot of times you'll find out about a job, your agent will be like, hey, I got you a meeting at such and such. No, no, no. They yep. were just doing the right thing instead of going, yo, Angela, uh, you available next week? They go, let's reach out to the reps, see if she's available. And then you get there and they're like, oh, no, we were going to call you, mm-hmm. but you know. Well, right. I mean? But we exactly. thought it would be better to come exactly. to your reps. Yep. yep. That's exactly what happened. Facts. Facts. So people should not stress as much about that, I don't yes. think. So tell us more about your transition from Atlanta to LA. How did you. Yeah, where did you, where did you move when you first got here and all that? I lived in North Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Come on, no. You know, I had come out here. Uh, be- well, season two, I had been the writer's assistant on Teen Wolf. So. Right. <coughs> Excuse me. So, um, <coughs> I had met up with you. She was smoking that purple right? stuff. See? That purple stuff. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wait, where do we get some of that? I mean, how do I get chatty in the morning? <laughs> so you were a writer's assistant on season two of Teen Wolf. Yes. Um, before you moved out to LA? Before I moved out to LA. My okay. boss, because you know, I was assisting the UPM. Like, EP. Got it. Oh, right, right. So it. he was like, you can be a writer's assistant. Come on out. And so I didn't find my, myself a place and get a car and everything. But yeah, I did, I did that because I wanted to be in on the process. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Smart. Meet the writers and So stuff. we invested in ourselves. We invested in ourselves. Yes, the choice. Yes, we did. Always, the, always right. the right choice. Exactly. Which, honestly, I had money to do because I did the, the web thing. Mm-hmm. So it was all connected. Right. It was all connected and being available and saying yes when opportunity came. Mm-hmm. Um, then come always take the meeting. Let me just say ahead. <laughs> I you know some people who turn down meetings sometimes because they don't feel ready. Yep. Just take the meeting. Take the meeting. Always take the meeting. Because you might switch off on something you might be right for. Like, sometimes they're like, well, we have this thing, but I didn't know you did that. You know what? We have this other thing. That happens all the time. All the time. And there's nothing like just sitting down and chatting. Yep. Like, it opens up doors. But, um, so, yeah, I did that. And then um, I, when I had come here to be writer's assistant, I met up with a friend from St. Louis. I hadn't seen in years at this cute little coffee shop that everybody goes to, <laughs> Aroma in oh, Studio City. That's the shit. And I was like, this was fun. Was, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm, when I come to LA, I'm going to live around here. So I, I looked up for my apartment around here and ended up landing in North Hollywood. Aroma used to be the shit. I don't know if it is now. I don't either. Be I haven't been in a minute. Yeah, yeah. But <clears throat> I loved it. And um, so, yeah, and I, I had, I was lucky because I had you know, the team from Teen Wolf and, and my friend who actually connected to me to my agent, I knew her from Atlanta. She had done okay. some work at, at Tyler Perry Studios. So mm-hmm. um, I had a few folks already built in. She gang gang. Look at her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the community that you come into community. is so important. Yeah. You're coming out here without, without knowing anybody. is. Right. I don't know. I feel like that's impossible. Crazy. I mean, just one person is all you need to just feel like, oh, okay, I have someone who I can mm-hmm. come to when I have questions, when I just need to have a drink, you know, yes. or whatever. It's, that's really important. So and good. everybody, I, like, <clears throat> every writer I know will, says yes to coffees and meetups. So people who, if somebody's out here and doesn't know anybody, like, just reach out. It's true. Yeah. We, we all, and here's the thing I always tell everybody, everybody loves to talk about themselves. They won't say that, <laughs> but it's the truth. I don't know if I like to talk it's about the myself. Truth. It's the truth. I, I, I really myself. do not. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all bitches fronting. Y'all fronting. <laughs> I don't know. I'll talk about myself, you know, if it's a business meeting. But like, if I'm just hanging around, having a donut. I don't know. I, I feel like, like it's an out of body experience though too, especially when you tell a story that you tell a lot, mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm just my mouth is moving and my, my mm-hmm. mind is over <laughs> here behind me somewhere doing mm-hmm. something else. Right, mm-hmm. you like trying to decide what version you're gonna. Right, tell exactly. <laughs> like which which works in this scenario. Exactly, that's funny. Yeah, but I do love listening, and I find even when I take meetings, I like I like to hang out with whatever showrunner, producer, development exec I'm talking to. I love hearing their story, mm-hmm. which is why I also love screenwriters' rant room because I get to just listen to people talk about their journeys um so even if i don't talk about myself i love listening to stories so yeah so let me so you did season two as a writer's assistant right when it when and how did you find out that you got bumped up and what was that day like i always like that call or that meeting you get when you get that what was that we were toward the end as i came out here did the writer's room and then went back to atlanta for production oh so we were oh because he was a upm Right, yeah, exactly. Which is, if you don't know how to be the UPM, that's that's like controlling the whole freaking thing. I'm telling yes. you, I learned so much. <clears throat> and I'm so happy that that was my journey just because being on set 
before I was writing for production was such a valuable like experience and tool to like see how do I how can we shoot whatever you make up because I, I feel like I'm actually teaching a class at Antioch this semester mm-hmm. um, over the summer into the <clears throat> fall and um, the hardest thing to do is to get folks to understand this is yes you want it to be a beautiful piece of writing right. sure but this is also a set of instructions for dozens if not Facts. hundreds of people mm-hmm. and it's re- mm-hmm. when you haven't gone through the process it's really difficult to imagine how it plays out but it's, anyway. it's, a, it's the advantage that you have when you know how to produce you can literally look at a script and go you know this can happen in the hallway we don't really need to get that whole nother <laughs> you know that this could whatever they don't really need to drive all they have to do is right. like, you see things from a completely different point of view it's a completely different yeah. perspective um, but so then we were toward the end of production going into rap and um, my office was across the hall from my boss's office. Her office. Look, she balling. Look at her. Sh- me and my, another <laughs> assistant <laughs> had our offices across the our shared office across the hall from our bosses. They cubi- She lying. They cubicle. She lying. <laughs> it sounds better though if it's an office. I know. I know. Yeah, my, my pal's office. <laughs> now we got offices because and only because our bosses had the big offices at right. the end of the hall, right. so we shared. A little office with no windows, <laughs> so we can have that proximity, be in shouting distance. So no, no AC in there, just dying. <laughs> <laughs> so he shouted, which was nothing unusual. So I'm trotting over in there, and then um, his wife, who's also a producer mm-hmm. on the show, and the showrunner were in there. Okay, and I was like, "Oh, what's happening?" <laughs> and then uh, the show, he, he it was very casual. He was just like. You want to write? I hear you want to write. I was like, yeah, I want to write. And uh, he's like, all right, you're a writer. No. And then Sherwinner gets up and walks out. And it's like, you're staff for season three. Now, did they say any, did did, did you do any writing before that that they saw? They read you before that. They read, well, yes. They read the. You skipped that part. No, 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 I didn't skip that. We did a whole thing about the online game. Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. That was a lot of writing. That was like. Thirty thirty pages a week for six oh, weeks. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, It yeah. was like because it was those things are interactive. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so you're chatting with the characters, mm-hmm. and they have to have different responses based on whatever the person puts into the game. Mm-hmm. That's dope. So, yeah, it was, and it was a so separate mystery. So that was the mystery. sample that they were reading was you doing that every week. That was your yeah, it was a separate mystery that had to line up with the episode. Had Easter mm-hmm. eggs and shit, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. exactly, yeah, 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 exactly. So yeah. we even got to. Um, we got to shoot little snippets, me and like some of the MTV crew that came oh, out, good. like the marketing crew came mm-hmm. out. And so we get to produce little snippets. That's kind of fun. It was actually really yeah. fun. I'm a little bit sorry that, that we don't do that fun. anymore. That show was fun. It's still, I'm still proudest almost of yeah. that. Yeah. That's good. That's good. It's a good like time. You mm-hmm. like enjoy yourself watching that. I'm sure it was so much fun to work on. It was a lot of fun to work on. Tristan. There you go. Or pull it, mm-hmm. pull it to you. There you go. Do it like that. <clears throat> So yeah, that was that was a good fun show, but you know I consider myself somebody who writes about race, religion, politics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to get into what kind of writer you are later on. Oh yeah, all the difficult stuff. But then when you introduce that genre, when you introduce that werewolf into it, all of a sudden it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Even though you're still dealing with you know the real shit, right. it's um, 
Spoonful of sugar. So I know you hate talking about yourself, but um, when you do talk about yourself and what you write, tell me more. Like, how do you kind of pitch yourself as a writer and as a brand? You say I write about race, religion, politics. That's pretty much. That's what it. I say. Yeah, you're like yeah. I write. <laughs> That's pretty much in, in whatever format that might take, okay. which lately has led to a lot of horror. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. you like the. Well, um, yeah. Hey, we need more black women in that goddamn field, so it's I not know. bad then. I know. Okay, you and Latoya out there trying to get everybody. Uh, don't forget Kayla. She's <laughs> okay, Latoya, okay. Ruling the roost. <clears throat> um, and I I just wrote a rom com for the first time because <laughs> I just needed to clear. That's Sometimes you got to show that's them. What I was, I'm, yeah. Look. You are? I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We hey. were talking about the last time I was yeah. on the podcast was my rom-com that I've yeah. been developing. Yeah. yeah. Um, when I usually am a genre writer as well. So, But sometimes you got to talk about love. Sometimes, sometimes. the world yes. is too dark. <laughs> yes. And when you are escaping into your writing, I just can't. It can't be dark anymore. Yeah. I just can't take it. Yeah. <laughs> Halloween yeah. is over. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's time for love. Time for Thanksgiving. Let's get ready for Thanksgiving family. <laughs> just make sure they don't turn into a werewolf or a vampire. You know, season three, you know, anything can happen. <laughs> Give me a spin-off. I mean, so. you get the vampires and the romance all the time. Right. They go together. <laughs> so, Angela, in your journey and your continuing journey, right? Because you're still out there. You're out there doing the damn thing, working nonstop. What would you say the biggest lesson that you've learned is as a screenwriter since you came out here in 2012? The biggest lesson? That is a question I have to contemplate. What's the thing that, like, if you time travel, boom, there's Angela, 2012, and she's like, 10 years old, 10 year old Angela, what do I need to know to not just, to not, to not die, to not to survive in this? What would you tell 2012 Angela? To just own your space. Mm. Own your space and own your voice. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, nobody knows what they're doing. <laughs> We've all learned. Facts. In this partic- this year in particular, everybody is just making shit up as they go along. Mm-hmm. And some people are real bold and brave and brash about being confident in that. Mm-hmm. I was not that person. I'm probably still not that person. Mm-hmm. But whatever, you're, whatever feels right to you is what's right. I would wrong. say this. You know that time when you're in the room <clears throat> and you throw out that bad pitch. Yeah. And everybody looks at you like, what the fuck are you saying? Like, <laughs> and then we go back and we continue and you're in your head going, oh, I'm fit to lose my job. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that mm-hmm. I would teach most people is that all of us forgot it already. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where we think, oh, my God, I did this. Thing. Everybody at one point in that room does that moment from the showrunner yeah. down. Yeah. Everybody does it. Everybody looks like that doesn't even make no sense. And what about... (laughs) But you're thinking about it yourself. You're thinking about the one you did all week. Days. You're still thinking about that moment. But like when Tristan did it, Mm -hmm. you're like, what? And then five minutes later, it was out of your head. Completely. Nobody even remembers you did it. Everyone It was just a pitch that didn't make it on the board. That's it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's okay to be strong and wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I I also just just like to say the thing that feels obvious to you, particularly in a creative setting. Because... It took me a minute to learn. Like, I'm sitting there in the writer's room and I'm like, oh, this solution is very obvious. So I'm not even going to say it. But then people would be talking and bantering for 15, 20 more minutes. And so I finally say the thing that I thought was obvious 20 minutes ago. And that was the solution <laughs> exactly. all along. You waited too long. Waited too long. <laughs> Interesting. It feels obvious to you because it's your creative voice. 
not. But that's affirming. That's very affirming. You're like, oh, okay, I said the solution. I had the key the whole time. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I can yeah. actually step up faster next time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's dope. That's yeah, dope. And you should be listening. Like, there's always somebody, usually some co-EP, if not the showrunner, somebody who's just a freaking beast at pitching. Somebody in every room, there's somebody that's just like, what about this? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Imagine if we blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like... You see the rhythm of how they did that? Mm-hmm. I'll be sitting there writing it down going, uh-huh, she said such and such and such and such. I'm not kidding. Because yeah. then I'm listening to the cadence and I'm like, oh, every time she sets it, tells a story about that, goes to that and gives us this little hook or whatever it is, I'm like, got it. Because <laughs> her should be on the board. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right, right. And then I start, what about blah, 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 blah. And they're like, ooh, you know what I mean? And it becomes the rhythm of the room and everybody starts doing that style. Or whatever it is that they do, depending on the room, of course. Yeah, you know, yeah. But in general, for the most part, that's what I usually, I listen to who's the one that's just like, pop up, I'm like, mm, I see what's up. Yeah, like, <laughs> what know? lands and why. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that's, that. now you're going to the politics of the room, kind yeah, of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. which for is sure. different than your creative voice. But right. Also, How do you balance the two? Very important. <clears throat> How do you balance, like, your superpower, knowing what you offer the room as... You know, whatever, if you're the idea generator or you're the one who knows how to pitch or blah, 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 versus yeah. your creative voice. How do you kind of balance those two? You really have to just know your moment. You have to pick your moment and read each moment as it comes. And uh-huh. you have to know your allies in the room. Because sometimes you're reading it wrong. Okay. Yeah, But when you have your ally in the room, you can just um, pull them aside. You know? uh-huh. Or, you know, text them on the side if it's a Zoom room. Oh, that's like, nice. Yeah, Zoom yeah, rooms are like, nice in that way. Mm, What's was going it on? just was me that? or did that? <laughs> no, am I crazy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> did I say like, something out of pocket? Mm. So it does. It usually takes... This is why people say it takes, like, that first few weeks in the room, like, three to four weeks yeah. in the room for everybody to hit stride. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. we're all... Even if Everyone's sussing each other out. The, if it's a new room, even if it's one new person in the room, it takes a minute for... Because it becomes a whole body it's mm-hmm. a whole organism and mm-hmm. so which is why yeah. i always think it's so smart and that's this is the reason i hate the mini room thing is because it doesn't give you a chance to do that as fast and the whole the whole let's say four weeks of blue sky is gone they're like uh, we got a week bitch crazy fortunate enough to not have to, not have been in a mini room yet mm. i mean we'll see what happens Later, yeah, I just mm. I helped staff two of them this year, and I got to watch it a lot. And I was just like, "Oh, we are moving way too fast." The this pressure, too, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's so interesting that like it's creative work. It doesn't just. It's not like you show in and punch a time clock, and that's now it's done because you right. had six weeks. It's a really strange way to think about creative work that they're trying to mm-hmm. squeeze out of us. I don't know how that they think that's going to work because because they don't understand what we do. That's the point, you know? Yeah. Sure, they can give you notes and all that other stuff. They get that process, but they don't get the process of why it takes so long to develop these characters so that it all seamlessly makes sense and the arcs mm-hmm. and the, you know what I mean, and the twists and everything. You, you got to, it mm-hmm. takes time to figure that stuff out to get it yes, just right. It's true. <clears throat> it's true. During the strike, I used to say, well, the writer's strike, we're still in the actors. During our strike, I was always say like let's take those studio heads and put them in a room and tell them produce an episode of television you have 10 days is that what I said that is exactly what you said that is exactly what you said I'd I be fascinated them. I'd watch that yes, I, I, want them. Them. I would definitely that watch that reality show, show. 
<laughs> I've been saying they should Call go on. Un- they should go on Undercover Boss, but get staffed as a writer. Yeah, for, as a staff writer, and have to do the whole not ten weeks, bitch, twenty weeks. Yeah. I want you to do the whole process. I want you to go produce your episode. I want you to go to post. I want you to do everything so you could be like. Why are we not being paid for posts? <laughs> you know what I mean? All this. I want you to see the whole thing and then you'd be like, okay, we gotta make some some changes. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, greenlit. Greenlit reality show. Let's right. make it happen. Yeah. Even have a make a short. Anything. Anything. Yeah, that'll help too. Yeah. That'll help so what's too. the short you're doing next week? What's going on? It's called Woman Dies Alone. Oh. <laughs> it's a comedy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Whoa, what? <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm excited about it. Writer director, yeah, I have a friend who's producing for me, and it, it, there's just <clears throat> so many great people that come together just because it's mm-hmm. been a long time since mm-hmm. folks have worked. Mm-hmm. So, right, right, right. Um, I'm really excited to have a great team. Well, actually, a lot of the people I worked with on Teen Wolf are coming back together. Nice, for nice. Us. And, community, uh, community, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, a lot of great actors. Um, our friend Logic is going to be in it. <gasps> no way! Yes! Come on, Logic! <laughs> Shout out to Logic, who we, I also met a, a brave maker with Angela. <laughs> um, awesome actor. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, like, good, I'm good, really good, excited. You'll have to come set and visit Hell us. yes. Oh my God, yeah. please. I'll text you. Um, we'll make that happen. I actually want to be, be on set. I'm so excited to get on set this year. You guys have I'm to. very excited. Angela, I'm not sure if you're doing it, but I've been talking a lot during, the, during our strike and during the actor strike. <clears throat> I'm like, you writers... Are, are are making all these, you know, oh, we can't go to set and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, why are y'all waiting for Hollywood mm-hmm. to put you on a fucking set? Mm-hmm. Why aren't you guys meeting Angela going, Angela, you need a PA? You know what I mean? You need to get your ass on sets and try to get involved and don't be the person sitting there taking photos and doing that. Be like, if somebody's taking a C-stand down, bitch, start taking it down. You know, learn how to get involved. That's the person I want on the set. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that is... A little bit easier said than done. There's so much of that. I mean, if you're doing like non-union show, like my shows, obviously I'm paying for myself. It's not union. But yeah, it's it's a little bit of a different beast to get that onset experience on a on a larger set. But it but you're doing the work and it preps you for it. Like here's 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 an example. Here's an example. This is my comparison. So here we are right now. Let's say this is our writers group. Uh, okay. We go from yeah. this. <laughs> we go from this to getting on a show, and you sit there and you realize, oh, we're kind of doing the same thing we were doing, in, except we're focused on one thing. Right. Like we might be doing mm-hmm. your episode. Yeah. You know what I mean? In the room, a similar and we're product. all talking to you about how to make your episode better. Yeah. It's still a lot of similarities. We just are taking it elevated on another. So to you, it feels a little familiar. That's what I mean. Yeah. Is now you've been on a set. You see how we load in. You see the truck. You see the whatever. You go, oh, it's, oh, okay. And then the only thing different is more people, more money, cast is bigger, Everything the ele- you know things are happening faster. The timeline's going, so it's just a little bit different. It, you know it, I mean? Visibility, being able to see it, like this is why everything we do at Roadmap is just like demystifying the process, right? Yes. If mm-hmm. we can demystify all of the whoa, 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 or and the pretension around not being there and not seeing it, then the product and the quality will be elevated when you're actually doing it for yourself. Sure. So like just being on set and seeing and observing and helping out where you can, like when you actually have that job, you're yeah. going to do twenty times better because. You've seen it before. Yeah. You've seen how it's failed, how it's not just like seeing good showrunners, bad showrunners being in the room. Like you have to be able to watch all of those 
other jobs in order to then do those jobs and step right. into those roles. So yeah. that's all that being on set needs to be is people yeah. watching. Well, no, you're doing. right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. That's what I did. Like, you know, and that is what you my, did. That's when you made your trajectory. That's your trajectory. Make friends short. Yeah. I, I, but these studios are doing us wrong. They I doing agree. Wrong. I agree. At the end of the day, yes, yes. you find your way onto set. Yes, I but, I'll fight a girl. So <laughs> <laughs> find your way onto set if you can. But they gotta send you to set. Like, um, that just is mm-hmm. one of the things that drives me batshit. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, do you want a product or not? Because mm-hmm. who's gonna who's gonna shepherd this product better than the person who ideated it? Right. Like we know what it's supposed to be because we were alone in a room when we made it up. Right. And so if you want it to be close to what's on the page, then let that visionary shepherd it through the process. Right. And it's the only thing that makes sense. Right. Well, I get I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm still mad. The studios I'm don't. I'm still the studios also don't, in my opinion, don't realize that by helping you to go produce is helping the future of the next person's. This is the point, right? Right. That is going to make it easier for them. Mm-hmm. They keep forgetting that they're only thinking about in the now. We need to save money here. Let's just get rid of that and not realizing how it's going to come back. And now they're realizing. I'm telling you, after just staffing some shows, I'm like, mm-hmm. shit. Those co-EP levels, like, they're all gone. Oh, yeah. Never been on set. A lot of folks. All gone. And I, w- I, was, I did the Warner Media showrunner training program last right. year. Half the cohort had never spent a day on set. Crazy. It was insane. Wild. It was insane. And then um, I also think that we just have to value creative producing more. Like, right. that <clears throat> visionary protection is not always the showrunner. Like, if you wrote the episode, mm-hmm. you should be the one on set shepherding yeah, mm-hmm. it. And and that is actually what's going to save the money. Yeah. That's the thing that they don't understand. I was like, if you have somebody here saying, oh, you know what? That location doesn't have to be there. Let me, I, I'll shift it and we can keep right. it on our standing set. Mm-hmm. Like, the writer has to think of that. Yeah. So, yeah. But they try to leave it to the line they, producer to be like, can you fix this? Right. And he's like, get rid of this, get rid of that. And you're like, you know that that line was important, bitch, right? And we needed to be. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And no, I mean, nobody puts a shot, not to, not to shade our friends, the directors. I love them. I value them, what they do. But like, they ain't trying to keep it on, that budget down. No. They, <laughs> they want to play with cool all shot. the toys. They want to play with all the toys. Yes, yeah. It's a different, it's a different gig. And you know that from even doing your short. Even there, they're like, what if we did a drone? You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> What if we did it? You're like, oh, yeah, what if we can go? we do a 20 foot crane? And when they're like, wait, y'all tripping now. Y'all tripping. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what if we dot 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 is a scary beginning of a sentence? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's crazy. Um, so you went from Teen Wolf to what? <clears throat> Teen Wolf to a show called Salvation mm-hmm. on CBS. Um, I did that. Then I went to Station. What 19. level were you at by then? Producer. Okay. So they really moved you up on Team Wolf. That's good. Yeah. yeah. It, it took a minute. It took a beat. Mm-hmm. But did you have to stay at one uh, position for a minute? I did. I did Staff Rider four times. At Team four Wolf? Times. I did. Wolf. Mm-hmm. Are you freaking kidding me? Wolf. No. No, I am not kidding. Wow. And yeah. That's a whole other story. That's rare. That's wild. You don't hear that people staying on the same show well, for you know, more than two times, maybe three every blue moon, but wow. That was their one of their first scripted shows in MTV, oh. and the studio fought hard. 
the studio was very specific about who was promoted and who wasn't. Wow. See how they do the brothers and sisters? See what mm. I'm talking about? Right. They're not even in the room. Like, y'all don't even know who's doing what, who's bringing what to the table. Like, why are you even pushing? And just because I had that relationship with my my former boss, my mm-hmm. UPM, I knew what was happening. And also, <laughs> an exec forwarded an email to me to the wrong Angela. Mm. So, Ooh, love that. Like, I love that. So okay. mm. I see. So we moved over to Salvation, producer level. Salvation and producer level, then um, Station 19, mm-hmm. right around the corner here nice. on Sunset Los mm-hmm. Palmas. Did that for a couple seasons. Were you in there with um, Krista? Vermont? No, I was, no, Stacey McKee, the first show. Oh, before, I got it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I went to um, the show that they never made. It was, I got caught up in that Marvel TV, Disney mm-hmm. Plus, Nexus, like before Disney Plus launched, and they. <laughs> Launched like twenty rooms, <laughs> and right. none of them the shows got made. That was my co EP bump on that show, mm. and, that, and that was tough because it was one of those situations where we came in, the pilot was already done. We started breaking. We got, I think, we broke like two more episodes, mm-hmm. three more episodes when they threw out the pilot, right. and then so the whole room was rebreaking the pilot, yeah. and then they it's threw it awful. out again. Third time they threw out the pilot. That's when you're like. They are never going to make this show. Tristan, we in danger, girl. (laughs) (laughs) We in danger, girl. That's the third time. And they're like pretending to be in prep, like showrunners are interviewing line producers and directors. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and like I said, it was my co-EP bump. So I'm like humming in the room every day. Okay, y'all. We're going to make this show. I'm like, no, we're not. No, we're not. (laughs) (laughs) Keep working. Keep working. But... Yeah, so then um, then I started getting into development heavily. I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> Still there. <laughs> oh, aren't we all? We're all. Ooh, just, uh, did you see, side note, oh, yeah. uh, uh, Tell stars the passed on Ava DuVernay's? Can you believe it? Show? No. Mm. I'm like, I'm sorry. Oscar winner Ava DuVernay. You're just going to pass? Dot, 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 question mark? Dot, dot, dot. Question Strange. mark. Anyway, um, we in danger, girl. We in danger. <laughs> okay, you, get, you gotta look at it. So if what's, you what's, fucking what's with somebody that's gonna get here. you some money, yeah, you know you up to some shit. Something's going on. Yeah, we in a new shift. Something is going on. Mm-hmm. How is this new world for both of you? Um, we're still on actor strike, but post strike and looking up into what's coming. I was just telling Rich, yeah, before you guys walked in, that. For myself, like, um, I have, what I say, like, four projects going on right now. Um, but they're all, like, right there, right there, yeah. right there. Like, as soon as the strike is over, it's yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In January, we're going to be shooting. Like, it's all mm-hmm. these different things going on. Like, I'm doing this. So, that project you did for Team Wolf, I'm doing kind of a version, but it's a scripted version mm-hmm. for, um, for Ben Watkins for our Alex Cross show. <clears throat> and so I'm running that show. Oh, amazing. And so yeah. it's um, uh, where we take like two or three of the characters and we built like this whole storyline around them. Mm-hmm. And we have Easter eggs spread out and it's like six episodes, and but they're like five minutes long. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it looks like a nice, really expensive Walking Dead episode or some shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. So we're doing those. Um, but depending on the strike and when it ends, will we do it this year or will we do it next year? Yeah. You know? So it's like, anyway. So where I'm going, I'm curious for you. I was telling Rich, I guess I'm like, 
maybe I'm going to focus more on just getting back to producing mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And I was doing well. <laughs> you know what I mean? There. So I'm like, maybe I'll just do that, but turn it up mm-hmm. a notch. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the things that I've learned, then 30 projects. So like now I really understand how to get stars and projects, how to get distribution. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like all these things. So I'm like, now I know what I know. I might be even more dangerous. So there's a part of me, I'm like, I'm Dangerous Hilliard. Yeah. I, I, I want to be a part go. of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just like the pivot. Like I'm trying to figure out where to pivot. And then it's, it's, I'm not sure, you know, my reps know I want to get back on the show again, but it's like, I only want to do that just to have a regular job. Not because mm-hmm. I want to be back on the show. Mm-hmm. I want to be back on the show. When is my show? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Or if it's like, Angel's got a dope ass thing, and I'm like, ooh, she's doing a zombie thing. Ooh, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> you yeah. might get me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, I want to be in support of something I want to be excited that, that, about. That turns you on. Yeah, you Absolutely. know what I mean? So for sure. Anyway, Absolutely. what about you? What about you? Yeah, what's in... What yeah, d- developing. I Shooting for this feature. I really want to write this feature. There's three folks up for it. So... Uh, who I got to call? Sending, we're sending good vibes, Angela's way. Right. Right. Who, who we got to call over there? We're sending <laughs> such good vibes. Who the exec way. is? Yo, yeah. hey, hey. <laughs> They've been super supportive, though. I will say it's a good team that I would love to work with. So oh, you know, lovely. knock on all the wood. Yes, indeed. And then um, I have a pilot pitch that we're going to take out in January. Nice. But I think we're going to take it out in January. I'm, it might be a packaging situation, but between working on the future pitch, there's another. Uh, IP that I'm supposed to be working on that I haven't had the brain space for yet until I wrap my short. Um, yeah, it's all development, development, development. I would definitely hop on a staff though, for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, especially in January, like after after I'm done with the stuff that I'm working on now. I mm-hmm. we went along, we all went a long time without a paycheck. So girl, six yeah. months, it's right? Going on seven. It's a it? long time. It's a long time, and it. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I definitely feel it yes so roadmap writers is best known for connecting emerging writers with literary representation through personal and strategic marketing plans developed with the writer check them out y'all at roadmapwriters.com and see all the cool stuff they have going on there be sure to follow them on the socials and make sure you use the code rant room 23 all caps y'all for a 10 percent off on everything Links in the show notes. Ever wonder how to bottle up pure excitement, unbridled joy, and limitless potential in a single word? Woohoo! Woohoo Apparel is on a mission to unleash the infectious energy of woohoo onto the world. And they're doing it with undeniable style. I'm talking cool, fun designs made of soft-combed, ring-spun USA premium cotton and 50% polyester and in sizes from small to extra large to fit all woohoo enthusiasts across the globe. Get your t-shirts and apparel at woohooapparel.com and use the promo code WOOHOOSRR. That's capital W-O-O-H-O-O, lowercase S-R-R. Links in the show notes. Yeah, but I think that I think it's just she gonna really feel it when she even my ten percent finally. (laughs) (laughs) Back to the thesis of this episode, (laughs) right? You're just ten (laughs) percent. I feel like we're just in a pause just because of how long everything took, how long everything is taking. I honestly, as much as as much as we need the strike to be over, I feel. 
everyone's on pause waiting for the actors and they have to get their stuff they went back today didn't they the just sag is discussing internally the the last quote unquote last best final but like they are negotiating on AI which that is like an international law level type of thing that needs to be worked out globally it should not be on the back of a union no. in their contract <clears throat> negotiation. It's like a huge deal. It's a huge <laughs> it's bigger deal. Than our it's not it's bigger right than that they have to fight this fight. Yeah, particularly we we let that shit slide uh-huh. all these years. Yeah. And now here it is in our face. I'm know? surprised the studios didn't push back harder. Like They're the ones with a hundred years worth of IP in their vaults. And all of these tech companies have stolen it mm-hmm. and made what they, whatever they want out of it. And they're like, okay. Because they think they can monetize it, I guess, in the future. Absolutely. It doesn't really make sense. They think they can control it. Wow, we can use voices and we can do this and we can do that. We don't even need them. They go to there. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? That's how I see it. It's bonkers. It's too too easy for them. They're like, wow. So here's something. I'm curious what you're doing now. I've been telling writers, emerging writers in particular, (laughs) we're going on 2024, going on 2025 in a minute. Y'all bitches better learn AI. You better just at least be familiar with it. So I got my chat GPT just like yeah, everybody you, else. You playing around yeah. with it? I'm just looking at it. Just yeah. going on. You know, it's an ideas know, at place. Least, at least know how it works. It's yeah. an ideas yeah. place. I'm like, you know what? You got some ideas and you're bumping. And you're like, well, what if we did it like this? And you're like, boom. You're like, oh, that helps. Hmm. Oh, well, okay, I could do this. I could do that. It just makes you think. So I was like, hmm. What's the difference in going at in a thesaurus or going on yeah. Google? Yeah, it's yeah. just a better version of that, you, you know, know, to be honest. Yeah, I'm an Aries, right? You know, I'm a Ram. I'm stubborn. Right. Go on, get yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I... You see, I didn't say I wrote AI. anything out of it. I said I use it for ideas. But go yeah, ahead. No, yeah, no, no, no. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I just find it deeply unethical. I find it deeply unethical from the, the jump. It's interesting how they didn't bring it out into the public right. until they had trained it to the point right. where they felt like, oh, look, it's they useful. Right. Yeah. They plagiarized uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. hundreds of years worth right. of intellectual property Facts. to get it to the point where it is now. Mm-hmm. I... The Aries in me <laughs> can't see past yeah, that. Yeah. They're like, oh, they made a useful tool. Like, no, they, they're they fucking thieves. Yeah. And they want me to participate in their thievery. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it. Right. Do we think that it's going to be used like as commonplace? I don't think it's going to be as, as good for, for as everyone thinks it is. And whatnot. I guess my worry... It's good to know how it works if it is I think, going to I be think, yeah. I think we, commonplace, it's, even though it's... Here's what it reminds me of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 2012, you came into the guild, right? Something like that, right? Yeah, 2013. So, so I remember we used to have meetings and everybody was talking about new media. Mm-hmm. And I was like, new media? Psh, right? Everybody's like, podcast. I'm like, podcast? So that's why. <laughs> that's I'm like, <laughs> oh, I get it. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe, because remember, I don't know if we told you this, uh, uh, Rich, we had an argument over turning the gay committee to the LGBTQ plus committee. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And everybody was like, Psh, we're imagine. all gay. Yeah. And this woman came in who said, like, I'm bi. You guys are behind. And I heard her. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, we're behind. Yeah. See what I mean? So I'm always trying to think about it. I always say no. But then I stop and I listen and I go, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be the motherfucker behind. So let me just get caught up on at least be familiar you know, what's going on? Hold your moral yeah. ground. <laughs> right. Absolutely. It's a 50 50, okay. though, right? It's a 50 50 because sure. we are, you know, they did the <laughs> NFTs and the cryptocurrency. Right. Like, there are 
tech things that fail. Mm-hmm. So like, maybe Physical, AI mm-hmm. will become this incredibly powerful tool. I hear there are versions that are not on the market yet that would blow our minds. I'm what, sure. What I it believe can already. Don't get me wrong. I did. Go- I did type into Google. It didn't hit search. I deleted it. It was one of those moments <laughs> the other night. How do I make AI make graphics? And then I deleted it. The other night. I was like, No, I can do it myself. I can do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, I don't have an issue. How with do that. I do this? I don't have an issue with that personally. I was. So, but, yeah, I'm, I'm almost there because I need to understand it that way. Here's my worry. This is what I said. Seven, eight months ago, on the show, I said, here's, here's my word, and I'm curious what you think, Angela. I think it's going to make us lazy. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if we embrace it, mm-hmm. people are going to be like, oh, write 10 pages. Psh, here's the log line, bitch. Go ahead and give me 10 pages of this outline based on this log line. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm worried about. Like, writers are not going to be as great as they were if we all embrace that that's just my opinion yeah i don't think that it's the writers as much as it is the studios like they're gonna they don't care if it's good content doesn't doesn't make it they don't care if it's good and so yeah in in the sense of like getting paid and building up our pension health yeah we will right we will be like all right well just give them the trash that they want but i also think that there there is something deeply and fundamentally human about our stories Mm -hmm. i don't see how a computer can replicate that at the end of the day i think that um you we each have our human output and you know if actually i wrote an op-ed about this (laughs) (laughs) it's in the hollywood reporter look it up now okay Okay. the ai storytelling experiment will fail Yeah, yeah because at the end of the day if we lose power we lose technology. Right. What do we have? We're going to sit around a campfire and tell each other stories. Yep, that's what that's we have. who Facts. we are. It's how Facts. we understand ourselves. It's how we... We're going to draw on walls, bitch. We're gonna we, draw, gonna yeah. <laughs> we can never lose that. Yeah. You we can, can never, never lose that. In the way, especially people who listen to this podcast, people who want to be writers, mm-hmm. it's like, or are writers, they, they, it makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. Like you have to create for your mental health. Mm-hmm. So like, can a computer spit something out and like, you can turn in some pages? Yeah. Will it do that soothing thing to your psyche? Right. I doubt it. Mm-hmm. Here's what I say. Yes, it could put out the pages. Can it give you heart? Mm-mm-mm. And can it give you nuance? So here's my worry. And I'm saying this because I've already have seen certain places. I ain't gonna say no name. Let <laughs> 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 Certain places already have sent when you are out for your um, assignment jobs, and they're like, "Here's a the here's the 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 what they call it the um the deck for the project we want to do." It's all AI. You can tell looking at it, it's AI. Yeah. By the way, it they looks, made the deck. Oh yeah, they yeah, made the deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my worry, <clears throat> this is something I pitched to Chris on my show. I said I worry if they're going to be like, "You're going to become the editor. You're going to bring mm-hmm. it that. Oh, you're going to give it that black thing." <laughs> Kristen, not that, that black yes. thing. Yeah, give it the little edge. Give it the edge. Give it the new yes. one. They're not gonna say that. Make it urban. They're gonna say it now. They'll just call it a culture pass, exactly. like they do culture. now. Just give it a little. Make it urban, pass. right? It's so real. And yeah, they're gonna go, Kristen, Tristan. <laughs> give it that queer shit. Give it that yeah. queer yeah. shit, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Same shit. And that's what I think. So I don't think. Remember that new credit we got with for feature films? Yeah, where it's like that uh, additional, additional literary material. I think that's what we're gonna be. I hate that. If this goes, is all I'm saying. Right. That's the, in five years, that's where we go. I, you know, I didn't. I'm not the best at keeping up with the legal paperwork, but isn't that part of the deal that that's not 
That's you can't not. do that. Like, for now. <laughs> for the, I mean, it's in the NBA, right, yeah. Right. But I will say, I was at this panel a couple weeks ago, <laughs> and this woman who works at YouTube mm-hmm. was asking about, are writers considering working for that platform? So there are all these mm. other platforms that hey, are not unionized. If they go unionized, they're not yeah, going to. I know, that's what I said. That's what well, I said yeah. in the panel, but I'm also like, well, there are a lot of people who are not in the union who will write for that. Facts. Yep. So, yep. yeah, we'll see. We'll see from we'll which see. direction all the pressure comes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, when Multiple you're, friends. When you're faced with, like, new work or new job opportunity, et cetera, et cetera, whether it be cutting edge, new frontier, new, new thing, right? How do you um, pro and con if it's for you as a writer? Like, if you were brought this idea to bring in a pitch for, how do you pro and con? Yeah. Is this something that is for me? Is this my next step? Yeah. It's gotta be... Are you a yes woman? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was, though, to tell you the truth. Because they, uh-huh. they... A network brought me a project that they really wanted to do before the strike. And they were like, if you would like to develop this, mm-hmm. this can be your show. <clears throat> and I read the book. Uh-oh. Did not like the book. Mm. I was like... I. But you don't have to like it to do it, though. You don't, because you can you make it your own. You can make, blah, it. Blah, blah. you can make it something, yeah. You gotta have a connection to connect. somewhere. That's more important. You have to yeah. have a connection yes. to it. But I did not. <laughs> 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 and so I said no. I was like, no, I'm not gonna do this. And then throughout the strike, I'm like, I should have took that. I should have taken that. She turned into... <laughs> She turned into a, a chorus line. I really God, need I this I job. <laughs> I hope I get it. <laughs> oh, After God, the strike, I, I was like, y'all still want job. me to develop that? And Legit. now they got like eight writers who want to develop it. Dang, I, I, and it's, dang. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm not going in a competitive situation right. for something. Mm-hmm. I don't but you knew in your heart you were like, this isn't for me. It wasn't for me. How did you have that conversation with them? Were you just like, pass? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're they're more they hear more passes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've passed yeah, yeah, yeah. on so yeah. many things. Yeah, yeah you just say all the time. Just say, nah, that's what, that was not, not for now. I'm working Thank on you. something else. I just don't have the time, you know. But this is amazing. Yeah. You, you still are nice. Well, right? you, well, you, yeah. both, you both of you girls are busy girls. Okay, <laughs> as an emerging writer, how do you um, keep your creative while also valuing what's for you? You have to, in my opinion, mm-hmm. tell them. You gotta write what feeds your soul. Mm-hmm. I'm like, um, it, whether that's writing your own thing, whether that's finding a book that you love, whatever the thing is, you have to write for you because your voice at the end of the day is what's gonna make you stand apart. Amen. And so, like, the, the second you start chasing the market, like, what's gonna sell, it's done. It didn't pass you, bro. Yeah. yeah. By the time you finish, it didn't move on. But, yeah, by the time you finish the thing you didn't even really wanna write, you never really catch the up. The breeze yeah. has got moved yeah. on to yeah. another direction. Yeah. Yeah. I always think that, and I've said this for years, and you know this too, Angela, and you too, Tristan, and all the people you've met, every single person I've ever met who made it, for the most part, made it with a script everybody said not to write, including myself. Me too. Everybody. Me too. <clears throat> when I first did get my agent, I they asked for um, a list of five things I would want to write. Mm-hmm. And so I made the list five things and um they were like any of these but that one <laughs> said, i know but, what i'm gonna do I know. <laughs> but as a, as i tried to dig into those other ones i realized i i could not write these until i wrote that one ah uh, i've done that yeah and yeah. I, I staffed off of that script for five years mm. damn After. and i tell people they're always like what samples do you use i'm like i've written 40 something scripts i've been at this for a long time yeah 
And I said, but I only use about six or seven of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, some of those are other ones I just had to get them out or it was like to prove to this person that I could do this thing. And it's just there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yep. It's not even something I use anymore. Now, to go back on what we were talking about, I was thinking about it from this point. A lot of times what we are doing is you have to, as an, um, let's talk to the emerging writer for a second. <clears throat> and you were hinting right on it. Sometimes it takes you three or four scripts to realize who you are. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about this recently mm-hmm. that um, um, everybody writes to a certain theme and they don't realize it until three or four scripts later. It was like, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you realize God. you're always talking about men who do this or girls who do this or yep. kids yeah. who do that or, you know, whatever it is. Right. And and you click into it. And what I found was because I was this underdog person in life. I write those type of stories. I'm drawn. I could be given a book and I'll be like, ooh, that that's character. That's what you see in that book, yeah. That character is the one I connect to. So when I'm pitching, I'm pitching about how yeah. that character would lead the way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And why, right? And so so you got to find your connection, but you got to, as you're coming up, you got to do a version of what she was saying. She read the book mm-hmm. and immediately knew she didn't connect to any of them or whatever the story was, right? If, if you're like starving for money, you try to go... Okay, this isn't in my wheelhouse of what I normally would write. But if I did write it, how, how would I, would I write it? Because I had I to do those too. Yeah. I'd be like, I don't care about this. But I was like, but that character, I could. And that's a take. I could make him a little that's bit like the this. Job. the job of giving a take. And yeah. then I could write it. And then I got it. And then I started enjoying it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you can't always do that. You can't always do that. And in particular with this book, the producers were really married to the, some of the parts that I really that's didn't problem. vibe with. That's a problem. Like I said, this, you have the sit down and you're like, okay, well, I think I could take it in this direction and then I could live. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But, you know, I could really make a meal out of this. And they're like, oh, yeah, but what about this part? We really love that. Right. I'm like, oh, you do okay bye yeah it doesn't resonate yeah and that's also part of why we're human creators and we're not having ai write scripts because it's like where is our humanity coming right. out from our experience and our being and um our identities and how do we interpret ip like that as yeah. humans not as robots right <laughs> it's true yeah. it's true and you're gonna and you're gonna get them you're gonna get you're gonna it's not only like we were talking earlier about like we got most of our jobs not from our reps <clears throat> and some of those are development jobs yeah. you know i got them because i knew such and such of a producer over there or whatever and they were like hey you do that thing right why don't you come in and pitch on this project right out of you pitch you got it <laughs> right and then and then um so those are those things happen that way. So so not having the agent doesn't even matter, mm-hmm. right? So where I'm going mm-hmm. is, I mean, it matters in the context of if you want to elevate yourself to a point mm-hmm. where sometimes those big four agents, for example, I'm assuming you're with one of them. I don't even know. No, but but they the stamp of <laughs> here's that. here's here's I'm gonna give you guys some game. This is just for the listeners, by the way. I was saying earlier, most of my jobs I got without my rep, right? And I know I'm jumping on a bunch of shit. That's why we call the rant room. <laughs> Shut up, Angela. It's true. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what I found is this. A lot of times, you will get a job without your reps. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, it's because you knew somebody, Right. And 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 but the assumption is is that you got them through that way. So I use my reps as a stamp. It's like a boost. So when I'm on my meeting for an assignment, 
and they'll be like, well, here's what we're off. And I'd be like, my agents would never let me take that. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. You see what I, I mean? That. Yeah. Use them. Yeah. Even if I'm talking to an independent person and I, they want me to write something from whatever, I'm like, my... I can't even. I can't even have this discussion. I would do it for free, but <laughs> you can hide behind the guild. And you can hide behind your rep. Yeah, yeah so I use that. UT would never let me. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, "Well, I mean, because uh, they're negotiating." Yeah, you got to be thinking that's that smart. way. And they're asking. And they're asking you, putting pressure on. That's why. Yeah. It's because they they want to put pressure on you. They know you want to do it. Right. How can I pressure you outside of this situation? Right. It's like. Mm. There's a couple of shields. Yeah. You're wrapping the guild. And it's all you have to do is you, you, you can call over there, UTA, call it whatever you, wherever you are. Yeah. You can call them, but I don't know. I don't know if they're going <laughs> to. I was like, I well, you know, I have to chat that with strategy. my lawyer. Whether even yep. you, you don't even have to have find a lawyer. Yep. Like, well, my lawyer. I'll, I'll, I'll run that past my lawyer. Mm-hmm. Your lawyer? Your lawyer? Get one. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, no. I'll reach out. My lawyer, my, my I'll lawyer is. You, um, I'll connect you on an email. It goes, it goes back to no one knows what they're I'll doing. Connect you on an email. <laughs> my, my people will reach out. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, that's business. That's all good. That's, that makes a lot of sense, yeah. and that's smart. That's smart as hell. Well, it's just yeah. about you know, but it takes you years to figure out those little. I don't want to call them tricks, but it's just it's a trick. the politics yeah. you know, that you play with, right? A hundred percent. Yeah, and you're not you're not being like an asshole. Remember, they're negotiating with you instead of, no, you want to keep it on the side. Instead of, instead of talking to your reps, right? Now, right. I'm talking about projects you got outside of your reps, by the way, just right. to be clear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so that's you and them talking. But I know and they know that once we get to signing, now I got to go through them. I just came to you because you were like, hey, Hill, I know you. Let's talk about this project. And we're talking about it. Something I want to do. I read it. I like it. And then I'm like... Now you got to call Matt, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. So it becomes that type of a thing. Just to be clear, just yeah. to be clear. Yeah, and producers like the good ones. They're really in the. They're really in the shit, <laughs> and they're trying, especially the indie ones. You yeah, know, like they sure. are trying so hard. They really believe in this project. They yeah. want to get it made, and they know they need you. They don't get a dime till it gets made later. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and so you know, they're like, working with a UVM. They yeah. don't. You know, sometimes there's a. Sometimes they get a little bit desperate. It doesn't mean that they're nasty people. Yeah. Just, that's coming from a place <clears> of. I gotta get this done. Yeah. yeah. So you, the, yeah. the only person looking out for you is you. Yeah. So yeah. make sure you do it. For sure. Oof. Let's talk to you about. Um, so you've been lucky enough to be on some shows that took you to the set and producing. Yes. Now, um, so what were your what was your first time like? And what, an was was it on Team Wolf? Or it was one? on Team Wolf. Okay. Yeah, but I mean that show. Um, you know, had been on that show from the beginning, right? So you knew everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. helps. It helps a lot. Yeah. It helps a lot. Yeah. Because you ain't the girl showing up on the set and they're like, right. are you an extra? <laughs> right. That shit happens to us a lot. A lot. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> I can't tell you in the sidebar. Yeah. I can't yeah. tell you how many of my, specifically my black female friends show up to produce their episode and, and, and the people are like kind of nasty Can to them. You? And they're also like, um, you're not in the right place. Where are you supposed to be? Like that. that type of stuff. And she's like, uh, I'm, I wrote the episode. Oh, they have to like switch. They immediately think you're an extra or something else. That happened to a friend of mine who was on <clears throat> uh, a Shondaland show and she goes to set and they're, don't want to send a van up to to set with just her and, and she's like i'm the writer and the the uh ad is like oh i'm sorry shonda 
Not Shonda. They did not they say didn't. Shonda. They yes, they did. Yes, they wow. did. Wow. <laughs> she was like, you know what? I'm just taking my van. Wow. Like, just take it. Just take it. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! The, the, just, that was the AD or the transpo person? Because <laughs> that was the AD. Apparently, wow, that's yeah, kind of insane. Well, we all look alike, you know. So. Wow. Woof, woof, woof. But anyway, tell crazy. us about your first episode that you yeah. were on set for that you wrote. You were producing. I did a show in uh, Salvation. It was my first show after Teen Wolf, mm-hmm. that, and we and we filmed in Toronto. So that was the first time showing. Oh, up. good. No, I don't I like that's when they fly you out and you gotta it's yeah it's they different. fly you business yes. too <laughs> well, at least they used to we'll see what happens after strike okay. but um they're like can you pay for yourself to fly right. <laughs> <laughs> that was a different experience but it was actually in some ways easier than like being on the because on Teen Wolf the top, having the top. <laughs> having been an assistant for a minute it was tough to get out of that mindset mm-hmm. um but Going up to Toronto and just like as the writer of the episode, it was a lot easier. Thank you. It was a lot easier to just be like, okay, I'm here to I'm here to help produce. Mm-hmm. And um, the first time I went up there, I happened to know the director from Teen Wolf. Jennifer ah. Lynch was directing the episode. <laughs> what a coincidence! Right, <laughs> it was great. So it actually turned out to be. A really great experience because we had like a creative rapport. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she got sick, mm. and she got really sick. She first we thought it was a cold mm. to come out. She had pneumonia that was almost going to her heart. She had to go into the hospital. Oh That's a zombie virus, y'all. Yeah. I'm telling you, right? <laughs> this was pre-COVID, like. But yeah, she had just been like directing and moving and going like mm. Vancouver, Toronto, Atlanta. Like she just that was her, her body, body collapse. Was like yeah, yeah her yeah, body's yeah. like stop. Yeah. Um, All right, stop what you're doing because I'm about to ruin. <laughs> that's that's, that's the, real, though. That's real. A little burnout moment. Yeah. When you work hard. When you work, work hard, you work I mean, hard. I mean, working like that. I mean, shout out to. The, I know I was like talking about the directors not wanting to stay on budget, but shout out to the directors flying around, showing up on the Indeed. set. 300 people they don't know, but Crazy. I'm in charge. Crazy. Okay. There's people no who all things. know each other, they've been mm-hmm. working on a system, and you got to come in. Luckily, they get a little prep, but still, you got to come into the prep and jump right on in. Mm-hmm. You jump know, people got to be trusting you. It's hard. It's, it's hard. hard. It's hard. Um, but you were in Toronto. Yeah, for... so we were in Toronto, and then the producing director had to take over. So um, he didn't want to necessarily be there. <laughs> 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 so, but it's fun. I think I find being on set fun. It's my favorite place. I actually like being on set more than I do the room or anything. I can't I say love that. It. I love it. I love it. But I like it when I'm in charge, though. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, no, yes. For sure, for sure. Um, it, it, that's a weird thing to get used to. So I did a freelance of American Horror Stories mm-hmm. last year. And um, I showed up. I wasn't technically producing that episode. But you were on set for that episode. So I come to set. Good, good, good. They're like waiting for you at base camp, and here's your event, Angela. Here, here's your chair. Would you like a snack? I was like, this is not. You know why? How because I that's live. how they treat Ryan. That's, <laughs> I, yeah, that's how they it's treat sta- all their. It starts yeah. with your showrunner <laughs> and down. I, it was wild experience. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it runs, it runs the gamut. It mm-hmm. runs the gamut. Like I'm the type of person who's just like I'll hop in the van and wait. 
And <laughs> I was like, no, that's not what you're supposed to do anymore. Really? Like, we'll get the van for you, Shonda. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't, don't you worry, Shonda. <laughs> exactly. I did have one incident on Salvation, not with Jennifer, with another episode that I went up for. Where it was just a, a bad disagreement with the director. Mm. And um How do you handle stuff like that? Do you do you call your showrunner? What do you do when you have those? I did end up having to call showrunner. It it, it was hard because it was an early call in Toronto and they were the showrunners were in LA. So I ended up which I mean, pull the fire alarm or never do it, holding up production for like mm. fifteen minutes because it was just a really bad disagreement where um, like a, 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 an actor, I, I needed to protect this actor. Okay. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> so we did. And fortunately, later the, the showrunner called me and mm-hmm. was like, "I agree, you did the right thing. Okay. You shouldn't have done." But the director and the AD, everybody was mad. Really, I was like, "There's like a hundred and fifty people mad at me because I'm <laughs> stopping them from getting their day." And it was a Friday. Right. Everybody wants to get done. Yes, yes. The only person who kind of had my back was the script supervisor. Uh. I was like clinging to her for dear life because everybody was angry. Because um, I always tell everybody, and I learned this from Jeff Melvin years ago, that the UPM is the is your scapegoat sometimes mm-hmm. you can go to and they could they have the power to be like we're holding <laughs> you know what I mean so yeah. it's interesting, interesting. Yeah. Um, but if they're on the other side you fucked up <laughs> yeah <laughs> no I don't even remember if the UPM was on set that day I mm-hmm. doubt it I doubt it because I think everything would have been easier I had to go through the first right. AD who's right. obviously there to protect the director exactly and so that's how things got a little bit out of control. <laughs> and this was this was your first episode of producing on Salvation. Second, second. Okay, great, great. I was like, second. that's a good first yeah. story. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, you really did it. I don't you think really I would have done that on my first episode. <laughs> But on the second, it was clear. I was like, oh, we're not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> now let me ask you this: all the years of working with the UPM, mm-hmm. how much did that? Do you feel that helped you by the time you started producing? Mm-hmm. Oh, I I can't imagine doing without it. Right. I, I remember being on Teen Wolf when I was the, the first season, I was, second season I was on staff. A new writer came in and he did, it was his turn to go produce his episode. He didn't know how to read the call sheet. Oh, shit. Yeah, because he he's just been writing. Wow. He didn't yeah, yeah, they never yeah. spent a day on set. Yeah. That blew my mind. Mm. <laughs> it blew my mind because... We do, as as screenwriters, put a lot of focus on the page. Yeah, they do just important. throw you right in and they expect really you to. Do. Yeah, like people don't, like a lot of writers don't understand the colors of the like. Why is it turning pink and turning <laughs> <That's> right? <laughs> you know and I mean? like throwing around work exactly. day out of days. Like, <laughs> exactly. It just was hard for me to imagine that situation mm-hmm. being so much of a fish out of water. Right. I don't think that that would not have worked for me. To your point about get yourself on set. Right. I don't know that I would have. I would not have thrived mm. in that environment. But an invaluable skill. Yeah, yeah. invaluable. Yeah, yeah. I guess where I was going with that, <clears throat> just to be clear, like every time I produce something, I usually this is in the indie world. Indie world, mm-hmm. by the way. Let's just be clear. <clears throat> this isn't something I do in network stuff because everybody has their place there. But in the indie world, I usually gather like let's say for example my six PAs, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, Tristan, what do you want to be? 
I always do that. I don't be like, you're going to go to here. Like you're going to go there. I want to know where you want to roll. Yeah. Oh, I want to be a DP. Good. I'm going to put you in, in camera department. Yeah. You know what I mean, yep. I want to be a producer. Hang with me. Right. I want to be a whatever. I'm like, oh, cool. The director needs an assistant. You go over there. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's how I always do it so that you get the chance to really observe. But I always say this. You've heard me say, if, you, if I drop it, pick it up. And I don't mean that like, oh, I'm a slave. Right. I just mean be that type of person. Like if you ask me to come on your set, I'm not just standing there. No, you're not just shadowing. You're, I'm not. You're I'm part of it. And I produce. I still like, oh, they're yeah. moving. Well, let me help. Yeah. I can't help it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's the type of person I want on my set. Yeah. Is somebody who has that whole thing. And that's not even just being a good worker. That's just being a good person. You know? Right. Like just right. Take, but you're going to be memorable. In the room. Yeah. Your UPM, I bet you, loves you because you did things like that. I bet. In that position, with the, 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 with the train moving, they need somebody who's like, I need you to do this. Got it. Or, I already did it. Which is even better. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're just <laughs> acknowledging how collaborative the process is. Mm-hmm. I was like, keeping people in the loop and keeping people connected, that's invaluable, too. Right. It just... Um, I think that that's the most valuable producing skill. Like the the part where you talk about gathering everybody and talking and mm-hmm. having those conversations, that is producing. I think a lot of people forget. They, they think, oh, I got to get this. I got to get that. I got to have the budget. I got to get this. And what did I have available here? Which is all, of course, yes. Right. The logistics matter. Logistics completely but matter. The relationships that you build on right. your set and the vibe that you create <clears throat> on your set, that's how you get a good product. Right. I'll never forget, I had, I did this one pilot, and I had this this girl come in, and she had some film school experience, whatever, mm-hmm. and um, I had put her on Slate, because she was the only one who could do that. Like, my Slate girl, who was going to do the job, got sick the morning, so I was like, mm-hmm. fuck. <laughs> right, anyway. Yeah. So I put her on Slate, and she was doing it, but then the AD position, I noticed she was echoing him a lot, and I was like... Hmm. So day three or something, I was like, you want to be an AD, don't you? And she was like, I don't know. I guess I just kind of like it. So by the fifth or sixth day we were shooting, I gather all my writers. I mean, all my all my PAs when mm-hmm. we were wrapping up. And I always secretly give everybody more money. That's just something I do. Mm-hmm. They yeah. don't even know I, it. I want to work for you. Okay. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's why my pockets are low now, right? Well. <laughs> Exactly. But I always hand them an envelope for like an extra 50 bucks or whatever it is, yeah, right? Yeah. They didn't even expect it. And and I gathered them all around. I talked to them and I was like, how was your experience? I want to know how they felt. How did it go? Yeah. And this girl broke down. Little, going, like, I think I want to be, I think I want to be an AD. And I started crying. Aww. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like that, that type of moment. So I was like, I will always do this. I will always gather mm-hmm. everybody around to see who they are, what they want to do so that they can experience it and grow to become... They may not have even wanted to do that, but I, 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 just to add this little last thing, the greatest producer is an anticipator. That's the thing that I learned. And I learned from an Oscar-winning producer who taught me. Yeah. And so he's like, you have to be anticipating everything, and you have to think like a fish. Meaning, what would you, what would you want? Oops. Mm-hmm. Right? Meaning, if there's something you would want while you're on the set or what's going on, that's what you give them. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? If you think like that, everything will run smoothly. So I'm like, well, if I was on a set, I don't want to just be thrown into any department. I want to be thrown into the department that I want to work in. Yeah. Because then I'm going to work. Well, mm-hmm. see, there's, the, there's the flip side of what you're saying. Because like, if you have six PAs and grab them around the first day, 
the person who's like, I don't know what I want to be. Like, it's a fine conversation, but now how do you help that person? Well, it's like people have to, people need to be exposed to things to know yes. that they want to do them, but also know what you want. But if he's, let's say he or she is a, let's say he at this moment is a, is a big guy and mm-hmm. they don't know what they want. Damn, I'm going to have them help out with the gaffers and stuff because they're lifting some heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And go over to Crafty and help them in the boxes, whatever it is. So I'll depend on what it is I think they might have a superpower in. Right. You know, if that right. makes sense. Right. No, 100% yeah, from your perspective. But from their perspective, I'm saying come in. People be have to know what you want. Be intentional. Be intentional. Yeah. Yeah. And, sure. and be yeah. clear about what you want. Yeah, and if you're, if you're like, oh, whatever yeah. it is, then yeah, expect people to say, what are your what are your skills then? What can I put you? What can I throw you? Um, but yeah, intentionality is everything. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, that's dope. That's dope, Angela. Because uh, I, think, I think that set piece is really, really important going on producing your episodes, especially in network shows. It's just a different oh God, world. Yeah. You know, and everybody has their place. You know, I always joke about this all the time. <clears throat> when you're on an indie film, most people have at least three jobs mm-hmm. that they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. And so, um, like, I'm the type of producer, producer when I'm on the set. Once we're all set, I'm standing. I'm sitting at Video Village, and and every time, and what I do is I take breaks. So I'll take it like we might be shooting, you know, your close up or whatever. And once I feel like we're moving right, I'm like, okay, let me go see what's happening mm-hmm. around. Let me check that department. Let me see what's going on, how the grip's doing. It. I, I'm constantly moving and seeing what's going on, but I'm also in, the, in, the, in that, um, um, on the monitor. I'm right. constantly watching the monitors to make sure it's the same thing me and Angela agreed we were going to shoot. Because <laughs> yeah. sometimes you go, oh, what if we, I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> What if we? And yeah. I'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> what if we? Yeah. I'm be like, I'm going to give her one, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to let, I'm going to see. But if it ain't right, I'm going to be like, Angela, no, no. But here's what, what I do. What do we do? <laughs> but here's what I do, Angela. This is how cool I am. I go, Angela. We come over. I go, take a look at this. And you look. What do you see? I don't know. It looks good to me. Okay. Let's look at it again. What do you see? And then I'll finally tell like, you. Like, what about this? I want yeah. you to see it. So that mm-hmm. when you go back, you'll be like, oh, I see what it is. Or I'll mm-hmm. be like, the timing's off. You know, the pacing was wrong. You know, the, the camera bent right there. Whatever the fuck the moment is that I saw that you just missed, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Or yeah. that somebody else didn't see. I'm always your third eye, and I literally huddle with you guys when you huddle with the DP. I'm not just sitting there. That's collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. I go in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm your third eye. I'm there to support you. You know what I mean? So it's just little yeah, things be, that be I figure. Be a part of it. Yeah. Be a part yeah, if of I was it. directing, I want that type of producer. Absolutely. So I became yeah. that type of producer. You know what I mean? Yeah, so anyway. Absolutely. I'm yip yapping and jaw japping. Nah. We <laughs> ransom. The rant room. <laughs> oh my gosh. The year's almost up, everybody. It's almost it's up. Do we feel like we accomplished some stuff this year? I don't think it was a great year. It was not a great year, but I do. I will say, you know, I think we won a historic strike. That's yes. not a small thing. We came through that. That was huge. Yeah. For those of us who were not getting any writing done in a strike like I feel like that's understandable yeah <laughs> we were put through a form of psychological torture girl uh, did so you did like, you have a little writer's block during the time I, I did I, I did okay because I started writing a book oh that's helpful yeah because yeah. it was very stream of consciousness yeah. I wasn't like trying to figure out how to solve all these structural issues mm-hmm. or whatever I just was going through my book so um 
I'm still planning to finish that by the end of the year. Nice. But the reason I'm making this short was partly because it's like we gotta have something to show. Got to. Oh, especially if you a whole calendar year. Yeah, you can't you can't be directing letting three years go by. You ain't directing nothing. Like you just can't do it. You just can't do it. So yeah, so did that. I think that um, yeah, I think we can be proud of ourselves. It was a tough year, um, but at the end of the day. The wins that we got matter. Matter a huge amount. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I feel good. I feel good about this year. I feel that 24 is going to be dope. 24 is going to be so dope. good. Dope. No, you know what? That's what I thought about 23. I'm not going to lie to you. No. no. Every year, it's, this is going to be my year. This is going to be my year. That's New Year's Eve for me. I think, um, I think, though, when you've been in the guild as long as I've been in there, you start to go, oh, it's it's we're 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 going up against that contract yeah. this year. So you kind of always have that until you get past it. Yeah, you kind of always live in a. Hmm. Are we going to go on strike? Are we not going to go on strike? But we knew. I knew. I think this time last year we were going to strike. Like it just. Yeah, it was. It was in the water. It was definitely sure. in the water. It was for sure. Yeah, we weren't playing. <laughs> and um, and it was just too important the things yeah, that we needed this hugely. time you know people are just like well why did why do you think this one was different I was like because we weren't asking for the shit we were asking for this time but we, not not in the context no of but this would have happened in 2020 if not for COVID for sure like we would have had this fight three years earlier but it just wasn't the timing wasn't right 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 and the the other big misunderstanding not to jump off on this really quick is people don't know this <clears throat> so. The, the 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 committee that put the negotiating committee that puts it all together right they are literally in there negotiating going here are all of our top headlines that we want to cover let's send them out to the guild and decide on what are the top let's say 10 that we're going to focus on right mm-hmm. so every time we we put out that like uh uh what do they call it a, um where you vote what do they call it a poll they put out the poll to us. They send it out to all of us guild members who are in good standing. We vote on here are the things we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. But when it comes out with here are the things we're going to actually fight for, <laughs> fight yeah. for, everybody's like, well, what about this? And like, it was on there. Right. It just didn't make it to the top. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the thing that people don't always understand. We, we all come together and go, here are the things. And we vote and people are like, here are the top 10, 12, whatever the freak the number is. Here are the main things we decided to go for. Yeah, it doesn't mean that that wasn't one of the things. It wasn't on the table, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I will say, try, going through this and process. And you know this of, being in the, what were you, the PAC? What are you in? What are you? What oh, yeah, PAC, the yeah, PAC yeah, board. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, we do more the political advocacy outside. Mm-hmm. But, um, I'm going to ask you about that too in a minute. Go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, pitching feature go ahead. is a whole different beast. <laughs> and like, oh, yeah. We're holding for a second. Tristan's supposed to be singing us out, giving us some Broadway stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Multi-talented, everybody. Tristan J. Schuler. That was the place I Tristan, you One night say, only. <laughs> you supposed to be like, I don't have AIDS. No. <laughs> I, gave, I, gave, I made Hilliard listen to the yeah. Strange Loop oh, soundtrack, and we've been loving, we've been loving uh, it. Um, we got to do this for a Dude, job. I need uh, to. Who, who would you play in that? I wouldn't be in it probably. I'd be more. You of just want to direct it? Yeah, I want to direct it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I would direct the fuck out of Strange Loop. Yeah. I like the guy okay. who plays the father with that voice. Do you have a little low? Do you, are you a little bass? No, but I love that voice. <laughs> I just. 
I just love that I like, role. I feel, like you, I feel like you're a tenor. That ro- um, I'm definitely a tenor. Yeah, but that yeah. role that yes. it has looks like that would be. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway. Anyway, back to um, back to the podcast. Sirens yes, over. Oh yeah, um, no. Just I was just gonna make the point about features writers not really c- coming to the top of the list because they don't have the numbers. Like, you know, it's true. It's and so I'm like on the I third round of pitching this yeah. thing. I'm still in the running with other people, and nobody's getting paid yet. Right. And it's a lot. You gotta write the movie yep. for the chance to write the movie. Yep. It's a yeah. My eyes are being open to that side of the business. Well, it's the same process. thing in TV. You know, you'll be pitching, and you're up against it too. Like I've been up against stuff it's with Michelle and Moore. It is different. You still ain't making no money. Until you're not you making sell it. the development. Is yeah, the free development is is bullshit. Right, but it, it does feel worse for me. What's, the here's too. here's the worst part. You're writing a show or a movie, and I've done the both, mm-hmm. where you go in to the big company that you're writing it for and you sit at that giant ass conference table uh-huh. and everybody in the room is making money but you. Yes. Yes. For eight months. You're still going yes. back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back three and forth. Three years, one of my pilots. I have three, I have one with three. Yeah. Yeah. With some people you know. <laughs> Girl. So that's what I'm saying. It's like TV or film, it don't really, it's still the same to me in the context of the wait, the hurry up and wait. And they're always like, yeah. we need this Give, can you give this to us in like three weeks yeah, two yeah. months five you know, like, <laughs> we could turn it in tomorrow right. <laughs> you know what I mean and maybe maybe it's because I'm just pract- more practiced on the TV pitches because right. it's like you know it's eight pages whatever mm-hmm. like pie in the sky this thought this could happen this could happen maybe it's like this maybe it's like that with a feature it's like you kind of boom 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 right. this is the arc this is the thing this is what like I have to write it to, so that you might. You want me to figure out, me it all out? Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't feel right. Right, it feels. But so anyway, we got we got some gains for them in this contract, yeah. but I think next contract has got to be. I think focused. I think the hard part is you feel like you've given away a lot too. You've given away a lot, yes. and you're like at this point, I don't know that I would ever pitch a feature again. Hmm. I would spec one, right? But I don't know that like, if I got to write it anyway. You I know, might rich. as well write it. Might as well write it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes, sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. You wanted to ask yeah. about the political advocacy. Yeah, let's talk about Pat right quick. Oh, yeah. Right yeah, we just had an event last weekend. Tell uh, everybody what it is and what you Oh, guys the uh, Writers Guild has a pack. And it is. They're a gang, y'all. They're a gang. Just so you know. PAC. Kind of a gang. Kind of a gang. But, you know, we've been fighting. Um, and for those who don't know, PAC is Political Action Committee. Right. Is that you and Glimmer's era and all them? Is that that? Or is that the other one? I think you're thinking of IEG. Oh, okay. My bad. Yeah. Um, which I'm not on. Okay. But I was briefly. That's what I was thinking about because I remember your name being in there for a while. Yo, yeah. 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 2020. <laughs> that was a year, man. Girl, we Woo, all. Was... That's a whole other story. Right, yeah, right. That, that story calls for cocktails. <laughs> 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 the rat room goes, goes nightlife. Yes. Let's get a drink. Hilarious. No, but the pack engages with the political leaders. So we had yeah. Senator Chris Murphy down last weekend talking about um, these consolidations, these mergers, and how it's killing the business. Right. And um, we, we work on net neutrality. We, uh, the, uh, 
uh, Meredith Steen was. Did you say net neutrality? Net. Uh, oh, internet net neutrality. neutrality. <laughs> yeah. I thought she was talking about some dog food or net some neutrality. shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I. Are you having all these conversations with, you know, with powerful people? Pop, yeah. yeah. And so just being as a member of the guild, we have this voice that helps us elevate our issues on in Congress on yeah. the white at the White House. Um, yeah, you know, Meredith Seam was just up there last week. Shout out to Meredith. That's Shout out to Meredith. Mm-hmm. Um, helping on the AI issues. So, yeah, get involved. Get involved. We we actually have been a little bit um, down this year just because yeah. all the staff that works with the pack was helping with the strike. I'm so sure. we haven't a done a lot happened. recently. Just a few things yeah, happening. just a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been a little yeah. bit. Like we said, <laughs> busy year. Yeah, all the committees. Uh, we haven't done anything in God since like. January, February, it's been yeah. like they stopped it early. Oh. Yeah, we all knew it was coming. Yeah, we're trying to set up a, um, uh, a CBW, the Committee of Black Writers, uh, like even an unofficial one, uh, first second week of Jan- of December. So we- we'll be hollering at you. Yeah, Word. yeah, we're gonna try to do an event <clears throat> at the end of the year, but I don't know that I don't know if that will come together or not. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, hit up Rachel Torres at the Guild, R Torres at WGA dot org. Mm-hmm. Get involved with the pack. That's just that. Yeah. Angela, you're a freaking rock star. Indeed. No. I was going to tell you. You're <laughs> you. just so impressive. You're so impressive. You're a rock star. Uh, Can we say what's what's next? I know you got some some pictures and stuff. What, what you got? And you got your short film. Got short film. Yeah, short film. <laughs> we got We're going to finish. Woman just, Dies Alone. <laughs> LOL. Yeah, no, it is. It's funny. Uh, my friend Barrett Doss from Station 19 is going to be my lead. Oh, Barrett. Yeah. Really? She's great. She's great. I'm really awesome. excited. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna put that out. I'm gonna um finish my book. Okay. I'm gonna um. I have a feature that my rom com mm-hmm. that we're gonna take out. Um, and I don't there. I don't know. I am. I wrote <laughs> on a season of American Horror Story that hasn't been produced yet. Mm-hmm. And so, um. And if either, you haven't seen Angela's episode of Horror Stories, Bloody yes. Mary. That's a good ass episode. That's a good ass episode. Vulture magazine put it in their top. Oh, I saw. I saw. And that's correct. Very correct. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so I will either, hopefully, hopefully, I get to produce on that. But if not, then I'll be looking for staff. Top of the year. I'll call Ryan for it. I'll let you know. Thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's my cousin and stuff. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Well, thank you, Angela. Thank you for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. Of course. Thanks yes, for having indeed. me. Thank you. Guys. I was telling Tristan yeah. the other day, I've been wanting to have you on for a minute. It's just... Yeah, how did you yeah. ask me? Wait, when did you... From the like Guild. From the Rogers Yeah, from okay, CBW. Okay. I think okay. either CBW or Education Committee. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember. It's a small little world. Oh, no. Small world. Listen. Small world. Yeah, <laughs> small we, world. Have big mutual, we have a lot of mutuals exactly. going yeah. back. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm so glad we made it happen. Really grateful. This is dope. This is dope. Where can people follow you on Twitter, Instagram, or whatever you got? Instagram at Nations Film, like Nations of the World Film, all one word. Not on Twitter. Had to give that up. Not on Twitter? Uh, oh, yeah. 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 What, about, what about IG? Uh, Nations Film on IG. Yeah, Nations okay. Film on yeah, IG. Yeah, yeah. That's the only social media. You call it IG. Have. You were breathing it. Yeah, yeah. You said, yeah. I only do letters. Yeah. I don't do the full names anymore. <laughs> <laughs> when you're an old school pimp like myself. <laughs> 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 grateful, grateful. Thank, Thank you, you for co-hosting with me, Tristan. Oh, this was I co-hosting today? Yes. Was that the vibe? I'm yeah. so happy. I got, 
I got, hold on. Y'all heard all the questions he was asking? Wasn't that cause? I know, he was. He was. I thought we were co-guesting. I thought we were co- I was coming to hang out, honestly. I'm just, I love, I love the rant room, y'all. Um, Where you at? Where can people follow I'm at Tristan J. Schuler on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Also follow Roadmap Writers. That's yes. my company. We love writers. We love early career writers. Um, we consider ourselves finishing school for writers who uh, are working on building their brand, getting out there, going and branding themselves into this industry, something I'm always continuing to work on myself as a writer. Um, we're also writers working with writers, so I'm really passionate about that. We're not business people trying to uh, work with uh, getting money off of you. We're trying to help you succeed um, as we are trying to succeed ourselves and, and make stories happen. So look us up at roadmapwriters.com, uh, Roadmap Writers on Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. I run the social media. So if you find me one way, you'll find me the other way, too. Um, <laughs> and you guys have been hearing you know, the commercial in the middle of this, busting up with my mans over here doing all this stuff big stuff with uh, Roadmap Riders super proud of you man yes. killing the game thank you big time we're, we're trying we're really trying listen but we gotta have to we gotta writer. have is it Joey Joey yes we're Joey, gonna have Joey okay, on the show too one of he's these a riot days. so yeah. we're gonna have him on the show for sure for sure for sure um, writers we love you Indeed. Yeah. And I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter. I say Twitter like I'm cool, even though it ain't called Twitter no more. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going to say X. I'm a grown-ass man. No. I ain't going to say X. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Exactly. I might as well say Grinder and everything else, too. Right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Find him on Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> but you can find me on all the socials at Hilliard Guest. You can follow the show, same thing. Um, please go on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. Spotify, wherever you guys listen, Anchor, we're all over the world. Um, um, what else? What else? What else? Oh, please go on screenwritersrr.com um, for the website. We got a Patreon page. You guys support the show. Please go on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Um, we need that for the metrics. Same mm-hmm. thing on Spotify, all that shit. Um, what else? Give uh, the boy some love. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Uh, put them ends in there. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't ask for much. A million, two million. You know what I mean? Yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah, we keep it low. We keep it low. Um, thank you again, Rich, for bringing donuts and hanging out with us. Appreciate it. Uh, let's see. We'll be back next week with Carol Kirshner. Hey. So that'll be dope. That'll be dope. You know Carol. Yeah. Yeah, big time, sis. Um, so a lot of good things happen. Thank you again, Tristan. Thank you, Angela. Rich. Thank you, Hillier. Everybody joining me for 2023. You guys know how we do it on the Rant Room. On the show, we keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what? Everybody. 2023. 2023. Peace, y'all. I'ma say what I feel. And I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the Rant Room. Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing, the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hillier. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the rent room. Rant room. Rant room.